Welcome to Getting It Together. I'm your host, Erin Heidelberger, the OG Git Mom. What is Git Mom? It's a philosophy, a way of life, and a national movement, if I do say so myself, that's helping moms everywhere get it together. G-I-T. Get it? I'm a certified parent coach and the founder of Get Mom. I empower moms to feel in control in this totally out of control experience we call motherhood. I want to welcome you to a whole new way of thinking about parenting. The secret formula to creating a happy family is, wait for it, to put yourself front and center. Get Mom is the only coaching company in the country focusing on mom's happiness rather than her kids. I give moms simple one, two, three steps to parent more effectively and efficiently. The end goal is always to carve out happy mommy time for you because happy, confident, independent moms raise well-adjusted, self-assured, and happy children. Every podcast, I'll be inviting my guests to talk about how they get off mommy island, how they put the me in mommy, and what they do to get it together. My dream for this podcast is to be the answer to your parenting woes. So let's get into it. Today on Getting It Together, I am joined by the one and only Glozell. You know her from her signature green lipstick and her wildly popular YouTube channel, from her viral videos, songs, and TV appearances, from her podcast, Glowing Up, and her memoir, Is You Okay?, as well as her many stand-up comedy performances. She has amassed a huge audience by being herself, silly, sincere, and simply uplifting. She is just at home eating cereal out of a bathtub as she was interviewing President Barack Obama. Her YouTube channel is ranked among the top comedy channels in the world, but she's fully committed to keeping it real with her fans. Over the years, she's been very open about her struggle with infertility and her decision to conceive via a surrogate. And now she's the happy mama to a little girl. Welcome to the show, Glozell. Thank you for having me. Hello, this is Glozell. Is you okay? Is you good? Because I want to know. Woohoo! So I am going to dive right in with the deep stuff. In the past few weeks, we've seen more and more examples of the ways America is failing the Black community. I have been vocal on my own platform about my commitment to being a better ally, and I would love to explore this with you as two moms just wanting to raise their children to be great grown-ups. So I would love to know... What would you like to see white moms like me teaching our children about how to be anti-racist? What would I like to see white moms like you? Because you're, you're white. I'm white. Teach your children about race. I love that I now get to be the spokesperson for white moms throughout the world. Yes, um, we are putting this on your shoulders. <laughs> you can so do it. All the Karens and Beckys, you listen up right now. I think that with me and my household, uh, here we go. My daughter has black dolls. She has uh, Ariel. So I don't have to go, look, she is black. 
this is a white doll. Y'all play together. This is a, it's, it is, it's in the house. You it know? just like, is, it exists. Oh, that's great. But then we'll watch Dora. That's awesome. Sesame Street has always gotten it right from the jump. You know, mm. so we don't have to, like, this is the lesson of the day. It just is. And that's, that's the best way. Cause then you're like, oh, it's okay that someone has a different accent or their hair is different. They're taller, they're bigger, they're in a wheelchair, they're, they're this, they're that. And we just get along and it's all great as opposed to let's point this out in particular and have this conversation unless it comes up. Cause kids are like, they're like, oh, look at that person look like this at the grocery store, that kind of a thing. Then we address that as that comes up. All right. So on the flip side, I imagine you're having and will continue to have conversations with your own daughter about what it's like to grow up in America. And what are you teaching? What are you going to teach Ozell about racism? And what tools will you give her to navigate the world as a person of color as she gets older? You know, this is very interesting because I grew up in the South and there's this movie called Roots. And my mom was trying to have a conversation, but I was too young. And when you say too young, how old were you? I believe I had to be around five, six. I don't know, yeah. but I was young, but it was more traumatizing <laughs> because <laughs> I was so young. Like, you know, there was a, a slave that got his leg cut off. I'm like, why am I watching this? <laughs> you know, so you have to meet your child where they are, you know. Age so, appropriateness, parents. <laughs> but at the time, there wasn't a lot of black things that were on television. So it was like, this is my duty to, to, to do that. So I'm doing a lighter approach and mine instead of anti-racism, I'm pro-peace. I love that. I'm pro-peace. And it's very interesting because I'm like, am I qualified to even answer these questions? Because there's a song called Let There Be Peace on Earth and Let It Begin With Me. Now I'm going through a divorce. So I'm supposed to teach peace about other people and other races. And I need to start, well, how do we have peace in our home? Right. How do we have peace in our four walls? Let's start at home, everybody. At home, it's black and black. It's not black and white. Like, you have to start within yourselves. So that's where I am. And teaching peace and peace, no matter what color, that's where I am. That's what I'm, I'm going to teach. And people get mad about that because, you know, people want to always be radical. And, you know, you're upset. And I get that. But I've been in households and I've known people who are like, and the white devil and the white people don't like that. Why would I? But now you, now your child's going to school and your teacher's white. Now, you know, like you, how are you supposed to respect your teacher when if the, everybody's a white devil and you know, then you have to have some kind of medium. You have to teach not so from an angry place because, and I know so many white moms who kids are black whether they know it or not, sometimes they don't really quite realize that. So we're in a mesh pot right here, but peace passes all understanding. It passes all colors. So let's, let's go with that. And I have to start in my home before I can talk about, you know, these people over there, these people over there, which talk about these people right here in this house. That's right. Starts at home. Mm -hmm. Let's not worry about everybody else. Let's just <laughs> gain control and gain peace in our own home. <laughs> right. And that's the example. That's a, if you could talk to me and I could talk to you and you see me talking to dad and dad, you pay it forward. Right. And you oh. go out into the world and we're all peaceful and we're not, like you said, no one can say anything that's right right now. Everyone has, is having fault with everyone's communication. Exactly. It's really, really hard. Well, they have a 
conversation with you, but I can't conversate with the man that I married. We're supposed to all be loving, but you don't see me and dad talk. And, you know, it's like you start at your house, whatever your household situation is, and we grow from there. It's inside. You got to start inside before you go outside. I love it. So as moms, we all want to teach our children how to love everyone. We're going to teach them how to love each other in our inside, not outside. We're all going to love each other inside. Right. What, what movies are you watching? What are they showing? Is there diversity in, in what they're watching? Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll seek that. Like, oh, okay. This, I like the storyline with these Black people or these Hispanic people or these Asian people. You know, so you start there without having to be so preachy, just kind of, I, I remember one time I was at the airport, this was last year, and there was a white girl with a black doll, a little one. I stopped dead in my tra- I didn't, had never seen it. I'd what? never seen it. Never seen it before. I've seen black kids. In 2019, just last year? I had not what? seen it. I stopped right. in there, like, kind of give me a wink, like, yeah, we woke. I'm like, I cool. see you. I see you, and I appreciate yeah. you. Now get that somebody that was like, why does she have that doll? Because I was like, wow, that's nice. So we can start there with something as simple as a doll, you know? Yeah, start basic, right? Yes. All right. So we've been talking. We've been we've kind of been dipping in with your ex husband, your soon to be ex husband, your yes. daughter Ozell. Yes. Tell us about your family and the really unique path you took to become a mom. Okay. Well, I was uh, 43 and I'm thinking, you know, people have kids in my family all ages. There's no problem. It's all good. I never had any health issues at all. So I'm married. Okay. I'm going to have a kid. Didn't happen. And happened like, obviously <laughs> it must be him because he's older. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like, must not be swimming. Correct. <laughs> or they're going backwards or whatever they're doing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So how much older is he? A decade. That, okay, two. right. That's, no, that's a fair assessment. Right. Okay. That old man, okay. They'll just give him something. You know, it's all good. They're like, no, he's fine. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, huh. So then there's all the testing, you know, you go through and you're just like, okay. Um, and they put, they, you're like, they squirt ink in you and they're trying to see, well, where does that land? And they're looking and you're just like, um, just give me the pill thing that I need. Clovid, I've heard of that. Can't we just get it done right with one pill? Right. Get rid of that you headache have, in my uterus? I have Googles. I have Googles. Do you understand? I know oh, I've been there. But just give me the clover, you know, that, that I'll take two of them. Boop, boop. I'm good. Bang it out. <laughs> so Literally. I'm talking about this online because one, I did not think the journey was going to be a journey. I was like, okay, let me start drinking my red grass. Okay. Maybe I need to lose a few pounds and it's going to be all right. And still like, it was not all right. Friends and they're giving me advice on all these vitamins, you name it, thousands of dollars on different vitamins, thousands of dollars on different treatments to include snails, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know snails on my face and, and, you know, and leeches in my vagina. I'm telling you, a steam hole in my body. I've used yoni eggs. Oh, yeah. Well, that might have had some like other great benefits with the yoni egg. Yes. 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 Still no avail to the being pregnant. 
first doctor. No, no, you're too old. Two, second, third, fourth. By the time I got to the fourth, it could have been the fifth doctor. Fourth or fifth doctor, they said, let, I'll try. Because I really wanted to have my own biological child. And because I was public and I was talking about that, I got backlash from that. There's so many children out in the world. Why don't you just adopt? If God wanted you to have a child. Oh, God. Get out of my house. (laughs) You know, and it's like, um... It's bad enough that some people feel like, well, if you didn't, you, if you didn't have a vaginal, your child vaginally, you're not a real mom as opposed to a C-section. And I'm learning all this, you know, mom shaming on all kinds of levels. I'm like, I, I have a biological child that I didn't birth at all. And you can do it all kinds of ways, you know. So that was my, my road. And let me tell you. And then on top of it, my uh, surrogate is, why did you, you know, so Thought people. Of, she's white. So everyone's insides are exactly the same. Doesn't matter what the outside color is. But people do, did not understand. And it was like, I felt like there was the start of the Black Lives Matter movement. And people were, and I started to feel scared for her and her wonderful Lily White town. Not racist, just Lily White. Then like, someone's going to say something, do something because we were so public. Right. You know, that's carrying a Black child. And then, because I was getting it. You know, like how you want to have a white kid, you know, and I'm like, do you not understand how it works? The child is already created like in two from the black parents. This is our baby. Black, two black parents. We can't pay. I can't pass for nothing else. Do you understand? I, I see you. Yes. That is it. And put inside her and then grows from there. She was the oven, you know, it's don't all of a sudden the wheat bread is not white bread. You know well, and a white uterus grows right. the same as a black uterus. And I'm so thankful for that too. And I tell Oza, you know, your birth mom is white. Like, so she sees her and her, we call her tummy mommy. Yeah. And, and she sends her videos for Mother's Day or birthday, Christmas, that kind of a thing. All right. So how did you choose this option? And what was your relationship with the white tummy mommy? And yes. are there ground rules for how the surrogate eats and breathes, lives her life, or did you just sort of have to surrender yourself to this process? Overall, there is a surrendering process because you don't know what people are doing when you're not, she wasn't living with me and she lived in a different town. So you have an interview. It's like an audition. And I knew that since I'm tall, I'm, I'm almost six foot and Oza's father is six, three, six, four, that if there was a, a tiny Filipino woman coming in, you know, that it might not be the choice. Oh, can you imagine that, that, that short little torso with the, yeah, like, with the six foot baby? Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know, you kind of want somebody who's going to, you feel like is going to have least complications. It, you know, like, I don't want them to suffer. It, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's suffering enough. It's like, right. It's suffering enough. So <laughs> in California, the surrogate has to already have had a child. So they they Mm -hmm. understand what they're going to go through and that you're going to give up what you've grown, you know, so like that. So that was the one thing. And you want the surrogate to be happy and you want the family to be happy because here she is going through hormones and all these changes. And I want them to be like, wow, I have another baby for a closed cell. This is great. You know, we're doing all these activities. I'm buying gifts. Like you want them to be happy and you want to, to make it easier for the surrogate to go, okay, good. I made a good decision. And 
they were also public. Like I, like I said, I, it, it, I was already public. And here we are. We were in People Magazine over nine times with this child. Shut up. Nine times. Nine I times. Mean, pregnancy is only nine months. So yes. <laughs> it started like, oh, Glozell found a surrogate. Uh, Glozell, oh, here's the surrogate. Oh, we're going to try it. She's being implanted. They they followed everything up until Ozell yeah, being Yeah, talk about public. Mm-hmm. Did she, Shauna, Shauna Johnson? Yes, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a hundred percent amazing. Did yes. she? So during the, do I call it an interview process? Is that what yes. you call it? Right. All right. So during the interview process, we like, hey, Chicky, here's what's going to happen. I'm super public. I've made a career and a following out of being public. So get on board and feel comfortable with it because we're going to do this publicly. Or did you kind of ease into that? Well. And I did say, hey, Chicky, that's exactly well, what that's I said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, she knew who I was. And she said that uh, what won me over with her is, one, we kind of built the same. I was just like, oh, look at all that. You're like oh, my, my twin, God. but you're white. Yeah, she had, <laughs> you know, she had junk in the trunk. And, you know, she was, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Uh, so I knew, I felt like she could handle a big child, big black child growing in there. Mm-hmm. And. She also said that she would play the videos for her her stomach, you know, so the baby would hear my voice, the big loud voice. And she knew that who I was and it, she was okay with it. I don't, and, and that worked out. And we, her husband, her kids, we, there's videos of everybody. And it was fine. It's miraculous. Let's just call it, it's a miracle. It, it's it really is a miracle. It's a miracle. But, what science can do, you know, and I'm very, very thankful. I'm thankful for Shauna and women who are willing to do that for someone, you know, and I bought breast milk, you know, so. Nah, you, you went hard. Well, I I didn't, I want to do my best for this child that I did. Baby, of course, of course. All right. So I too went through IVF and so, yeah. Um, I had fertility, we have three boys and I had fertility trouble with the second two sons and we, we tried the Clomid. I too was like, just give me the Clomid. Let's just get it. Let's just bang it out. Let's get it done. Like, I can't, I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. You know, I don't want to be watching any more pornos to like (laughs) have, you know, 8am sex because the egg is there, you know, like I'm not in the mood, not in the mood, put on the porno, whatever does it for you, honey. Let's just move on with our day. And then we did go through, then we had to go through, thankfully we had to get off. We, we got pregnant. We were done with pornos for a while. And then we went through IVF to have our third son. So I have been there with uh, everything that it requires. On that working, you know, like that was great. Well, and like, I don't know about you, but every, so when, before you hit the Clomid, like you're trying to get pregnant and it's your job as the woman to provide the baby to the family. And then you get your period every month. And you're like, total failure. Like Failure. Because, you know, you're, you're like, oh, I'm ovulating. You know, you go through. Let's, go, let's get the porno on. We're going to do it. You know, it's 8 a.m. while, you know, we're trying to get to work. And just. Let's have a drink game. How many times can she say porno in this? In- well, I'll drink. Cheers to you. Um, it is, uh, we're recording this. Um, it is 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's 1 p.m. Pacific, but 
everyone knows get mom. I I like to day drink. I'm a I'm a day cocktailer. <laughs> so cheers, cheers to me and Ozell. And whoever's <laughs> listening to this, and every time you hear the word porno, we invite you to drink with us. There you go. There we go. Okay, back to infertility. All right. So I imagine with any kind of fertility treatment or alternative, there are things that took you by surprise. Like I never thought I would be so casual, just leaning over the bathroom sink, pulling down my jammy pants while my husband stuck needles in my ass. So what was the most surprising thing you learned or took away from using your surrogate? I was kind of surprised at the birth. Oh, whoa. I was like, oh, well, gonna, did you watch the head come out? Like, are we going to be in the room? Like, I'm, I'm got to keep, she was calm because she's already had a kid, but I didn't want to be the one like, wait, we just going, you just going, because I hadn't seen a. You're just going to spread your legs and have my baby. I had cameras, you know, so I'm like. In the vagina? Yeah, we're in the room. Ooh. So we had, we were filming everything up until, so I was just like. <laughs> And all my my camera crew happened to be uh, male, so I was oh, just like, and she was cool. She was cool, but I was like, so Whoa. we we just you just there's gonna wow. So that was my there's and, things coming out of there. I thought, okay, we'll visit you the next day. They're like, you're the mom. You stay in the hospital. I'm like, but I didn't. You're like, I need a cigarette and a shower. I gotta come off of this. I was like, okay, Shauna. Okay, all right. So. We've been here for a few hours. You need anything? We're going to come visit you. They're like, we'll circle back. This is your kid from now on. So you stay at the hospital. You're like, I'm, I'm scarred. I scar- and I was like, oh, oh, I needed more instructions. Okay. All right. Okay. So that Did was you, the shocking part. That's shocking. That's your like, baby. I had nothing to stay at the, ho- at the hospital. I had no- nothing. I was just like, oh, okay. We did not. Cover this part. I don't know. And did you stay, what I thought was did you stay happen? in the room with her? Like, did you room in? What? The- it was. Just, it was my. But there was two beds. My husband, okay. my Ozell was in the little thing. The little. And where was Shauna? Shauna was in her own room, but she. Oh, good. She went home. Like she's like peace out, peace out, suckers. And Ozell was eight pounds, but her other kids, the, she had two kids were bigger than that. She did three pushes. Ozell was what? out. They gave her, they gave her the, the epidural and that was it. And you're like, what? It's I thought it's over? Hours. This, it was like 15 minutes. This child was out. It was under, it was under 30. And, <laughs> and Ozell was just like, she was bored. She was like, okay, I'm chill. She was, I'm like, she okay? She's pretty quiet. You know, and right, she breathing, she live. What's like, happening? I'm like, and I'm like, you see, she is black people. This is a black baby. You right. Know? The white woman brought you a black baby. Nine months we had to listen to, like, you want to have a white baby. You just want to have a biracial right. baby. You know, this baby is black. So and then you're on People magazine, you're like, look, black baby. Like, black baby, white you uterus. Know, this like is how babies made. Like the Lion King. Da, da, da. I know it's terrible. Uh, all right so now that you are on the other side of the experience how do you feel about your decision to be so open with the public about your surrogacy and was this a good thing a bad thing what what would you give to families who are now entering into surrogacy and and what do you feel they should do regarding being public or private 
in their journey? Well, you know, if you're not used to being public, I would suggest not being public. Just shut up. You get some weird ideas and thoughts from people. You're just like, how can you say that to me? You know, <laughs> I have been on the internet. I've heard the worst and the crazy. So one thing I told Shauna, I was like, do not look at the comments. Because, you know, you, you're doing something great. You think, all oh, the comments are going to be great. But it's like, well, how how, how are you going to do that? You know, how are you with your husband? You got a baby from somebody else in there. And what, you know, like, the, you get fat. You know, like, oh, there's <laughs> a million nice comments. But that one, that's oh, the that one. Oh, that one will sting. It'll that stay one will sting. And you're like, you're, I have years of thickness of skin. Like, you know, I've been on, uh, did you say porno? Because you're drinking. You didn't say it. So. Hey, everybody, porno. Okay, Remember, that means... Take a drink. What are you drinking, by the way? Agua, but I want it to look cool. Oh, shoot. Well, that's because I'm a wino. <laughs> well, it's earlier for you. It's earlier. You just probably just got up. This is earlier. <laughs> that's my excuse. It's almost so, five o'clock here. Okay. Oh, sorry. Continue. So I would beg her, don't look at the comments. And it, it did start to get to her. I'm like, just, I'm like, you don't know these people and you're doing a great thing. So Doing a beautiful thing. And yes. so shut it out. Yes. Mm. All right. So it obviously was not that bad because you did try surrogacy a second time. Yes. And, but the second time around, you are again, you're really open with your fans about the process. Again, People Magazine. And yes. you ended up sharing difficult news on your YouTube channel because Shauna suffered a miscarriage. Yes. That sucks. That's not even, it's just plain garbage. That is true because she was approved to get pregnant again, but everyone's like, it's too soon. And I I thought, you know, it's great to have uh, siblings. You know, I've always wanted a sibling for Ozell, even though siblings can be overrated. So, but I still was thinking that, you're an old Older parent. Old. I'm like, I don't I'm know how old. many more days we have. Exactly. Being an older parent and my husband being 10 years, 10 older, years older and he has kids, but his kids are in their 30s. You know, like Ozo's growing up. I'm like, we all going to be dead. You know, you're going to be 20 by yourself. So I was like, you know, the first child was for us and the second one was for you, you know, for you. And uh, I have one sister. She doesn't have any children yet. So, um, I was really just didn't want her to be in the world by herself. I wish you could go play with your brother over there, but no, you're going to jump on my head all night. And that's how it is. Now let's back up. So how old was Ozell when you went through, did you go through shots again for new yeah. embryos or you had embryos left over from the original I implantation? One embryo left over. Because I kept trying, I kept trying. I did 12 rounds of IVF because I was thinking time was on, not oh on my Oh, my side. God. You must have been a lunatic. A lunatic. And when I looked back, I was like so big. because Like know, a you, bloated lunatic? Yes. You gave me three to five pounds. And then, you know, if my husband said something about weight, I was just like, okay, you just wait. You're like, fuck you yeah. <laughs> you just wait. And honestly, that's probably was definitely the teardown of our relationship where I was just like so focused on having a kid. I thought that he was good. Like you good. You know, you grow. You're going to understand. You're going to. Well, right. You've been through this before, sir. So just shut right. your, shut your trap hole. But and everything. No. Uh, no. 
No, no, wait, no, no. Wait. Okay, so wait. So how old was Ozell when you went for the second surrogacy round? Six months. Yeah, yeah. But but I understand. You're like we're we're old. We're old as dirt. We got old to get dirt going. And get it dirtier, and <laughs> we have a surrogate who she was 38, 39. So she was not yeah. going to be approved at 40. And the doctors said she was okay to try again. And so that's why I went for it, you know, and she was, she was great, you know, but we, I think we all were just a little optimistic and just very tired. And, you know, it's just, that's how, it, and I often wonder, and maybe I can ask you in the event that I have another child, however that happens, would that yeah. child be called a rainbow child? If, if the surrogate had this. Yes. Yes. Because the miscarriage is your child. Okay. I was just mm-hmm. wondering. I mean, it's you know, such, yeah, it's, yeah. That, let that be the case that I have a rainbow child. I'm just putting that out there that I. You know what? It is Gay Pride Month, everybody. Gay we Pride should, We should focus on the rainbow child, Glozell. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So again, I'm, I'm not trying to be a bummer, but no. you're, you're here to help everyone. So how did you navigate the loss of the miscarriage and, and, still be present and be excited for Ozell, who was only six months old. So you were, you were kind of like on these two opposite continuums. It took a while. I wasn't just like, oh, well, you know, because... Well, that I, would make you a mean, heartless, soulless bitch, which, <laughs> which would have been fine if that... Well, would, I mean, my husband probably uh, like, yes, that's exactly what she is. Yeah, that's... that's although right now. Right here, <laughs> Yeah, I, that's her name. <laughs> it's in so the court it, documents. Because you, you, I don't even know if you could have postpartum or some sort of it when you didn't have the child. You I know, think like, you can have post-traumatic stress disorder for missing your old life. It doesn't mean... Okay, okay. Right? It doesn't of, mean you don't love Ozell. It means like, holy shit, what the fuck did we just do? And where is our old life? And how do we merge our old life with our new life. And I was yes, so busy trying to, like, okay, she's here. Let's get this other one here. And I was just, I was a monster. I was just, that was my mindset. And I didn't care about anything else. Do you okay. understand? Because we can pick up from wherever once we have this other child. And so that did, that did take a while. And you know what? I feel like we're the closest now at age three. And with this lockdown and everything... Oh, it, it quarantine. Really helped. It helped because like, I really know this child. There is no nanny. There is no assistance. There's nobody here. Nobody can come and go. But it is us, you know, and we have bonded more now than ever. And it's very interesting that now when daddy is not in the home, <laughs> you know, less cooks. Like, oh, like if we just held on a little bit, long, it took about, you know, a good three years to come back to reality and like, okay, this is our new normal. And, and you know, so that, get off that fast track of this is what we're going to get done. I always get what I get. I always get what I want. I mean, I'm optimistic. You know, God loves me. I get everything, that, you know, and not this. So and did a, you, okay. So, right. So you, you didn't get this. This is, this might be one of the first things that you didn't get. So are you a prayer? Are you a therapist? Are you i uh, I'm going to cocktail? 
like get mom. I'm going to talk to like-minded friends. Like what did you do to get through it or all uh, of it? None of it. Shove it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am a prayer. I, I fast. I became uh, vegan because I was like, I'm, I'm a fast from something that I, I want. People like, oh, you saved the animals. I'm like, that's not why I'm doing it. I, I'm really punishing myself somehow, you know, like I, this, this discipline of mine and eating and all these vegetables, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm just trying to figure what is the answer? What, you know, I, I really wanted this and I, I can't figure out why not. I, I don't know if you can see, but I like candles. I'm a candle lighter. And, um, that's, I don't know if you can see way over there, my little altar over there where I'm just like, oh, please. Because, so you're spiritual, yes. like ritual, spiritual. Yeah. And, I go to church, definitely. And you know, I, I, I just, it's just not that. It's just not the one. Because now my church friends, you didn't say Jesus. Okay, I love Jesus. He's my personal Lord and Savior. Woo woo. I, I still like candles, and you know, I'm <laughs> you're multifaceted. <laughs> you're open to the world for yeah, healing. I have some sage burning and, you know, there's some incense around here. People are like, why do you do all that? And I'm like, well, what's, what's wrong with that? I got crystals. Okay. I love crystals. I, I put them out for the moon, for them to be charged. And that, that's not, you know, people are like, okay, all right, Glozell. Okay. But that's what works for me. You start seeking a whole lot of stuff. You know, you want answers and you want it now. You well, know? you just want, you want to feel, you want to be healed right now. Right now. And it's right a now. process. Like, Right. You know. So sounds like you just were like, I'm just doing everything. I'm going to sage, I'm going to light, I'm going to yeah. go to church. I'm going to just do everything and just mm-hmm. feel better. Right. Exactly. Power. Right. All right. So it seems like, it seems like no matter what you might be going and glowing through, there's so much love and conviction at the root of your decisions. So you went to 600 consecutive tapings of the tonight show with Jay Leno. Yes. When you were building your career as a comedian, yes. that is yes. no joke. Yes. So obviously you have, you have a lot of stamina, a lot of conviction. Yes. Tell me about being a mom to Ozell. How have you approached this role? Are you structured, free range, permissive, strict? I feel like very strict and very structured because I listened to this interview from Lucia Ball, kids, what? and they're like, this? You think that mom would be just like, ha, 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 all over the place. Oh, she was loose. And they were like, it was a hot mess. And so I thought like, okay, I want to make sure that she goes to Chinese school. She's she's taking Spanish classes. You know, I am the tiger mom, you know, the the Tiger Woods mom. I don't know how you was the black tiger. (laughs) Yeah, no, we'll go with it. Black Panther mom. I don't know. What what, what cat can I be? I don't know. (laughs) So I, I'm the Lion King mom. I don't know. And that was it. I I was more that person. And since separating and since what's going on in the world, I have a much easier, much softer. Like I said, she jumps on my head. She wouldn't have, would not have tried that before. But good for you for pivoting. You're like, all right, this is new. Not gonna say things more than once. Everyone's like, your child is so well behaved. And I had boxes of clothes, you know, like, okay, she's outgrown them. And I realized when I was going through them, I'm trying not to cry, that there was no mm-hmm. holes in them, there was no dirt on them. And I was like, what kind of childhood is this that I want to make sure her clothes are perfect? You know, so hopefully mm-hmm. she does not 
you know, just to throw her in the dirt. Computers. But here we are now. I'm like, like, oh, those are good clothes. These are my good clothes. I'm like, go ahead, climb the tree, get them dirty, whatever. Step in the mud puddle. It is fine. It's just clothes. But I, her first two years, everything was spotless, perfect. It's perfect. You, don't mess up. Don't say that, you know. So here I am now. Like I said, I have hundreds of pictures of her on my head. She's just like, mine, you know. I, I, I'm much different than I was before. Well, it sounds like you're going with the flow. You're, de- yes. you're, you're not dealing with it. You're like, you're embracing it. And yes. you're excited for it. And this mm-hmm. is your child. And we're, we're getting dirty. We need to get dirty. Because this is childhood. No, That's I love it. Right. right. So you are clearly Superwoman. You have your own YouTube channel. Yes. You're doing stand-up. You make music. You interview people like Barack Obama. Yeah. Like, can we just say a prayer and we just light a candle and re- bring him back, everybody? <laughs> he smells good, by the way. I just want you to know. They need to have a Barack Obama candle. Because he... I mean, everyone needs to have a Barack Obama camel, so yeah. And, okay. and also, you know, I'm a person. Once again, like our administration now, we just pray that that some good. You know, what do you say? Like, this is where we are, people. If you want to change, you don't have to. You know, bet. You know, just rip people apart. Like, go vote. You know, change it. Do something that's gonna do something for folks. You know, please vote if you are not happy about the current administration. If you're not happy- if you are happy, if you not, I don't know who they are, but if you happy, not happy, vote. You know, we don't have to fight amongst ourselves. You know, or we have all these Facebook conversations that's doing nothing. Go vote. Vote, Go vote. everybody. Go vote. Because Glozell and Get Mom can't take it. <laughs> we can't take it. We don't have enough. There are not enough matches and candles in the I United can't, States. Hey, buy enough. <laughs> Do you want to You know, it's like. I, I, I got to start with peace in my home. I can't. I can't even get out there to all the other. That's stuff. okay. Like, That's okay. We're not counting on you. We're not. We're not going to. Hey. We're not going to put this on your shoulders, Glow. That's okay. I am carrying the world. Do you hear me? No. <laughs> well, I'm here to say porno and have a drink. All right. So, <laughs> let's play a short little game. Put these in order of your favorite to least favorite. Okay. Remember, favorite to least. Bath time, bedtime, mealtime. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bath time is my favorite. Bath time is the next. And then mealtime. Um, I get it. Yeah. Because one time we get to bath time, I'm like, woo-woo. She's about to go. We're, we're, we're going down the hill, baby. We're I, pressing I down. This far. She the holy me. grail is bedtime woo-woo. with a toddler. Are you kidding? Oh, that's okay. great. Now, the mealtime is like uh, before when I was super strict and I'm like this is great everything is organic and this and that you know when we go to these classes and oh those kids they have things in packages Ozo's having organic avocados and boiled potatoes and this and that and she messed around and had like a Cheerio or something from somewhere Mm -hmm. else it was a wrap do you hear me she was eating everybody it was getting embarrassing she was eating everybody else's snack all the time he's like this is really good they started bringing her snacks because they're like, this poor child. She's mom starving. And snack. Like she's one. She wants some junk. <laughs> she wants sugar. She's she like, wants, oh my God. I'm like, is that? No, she only drinks breast milk. I'm sorry. I buy it, you know, from the hospital. Is that a, like, no, I, no. 
no, no, no. So mealtime okay. now is like, I want chicken nuggets. That is so great. Fine. That's like, wonderful. Yes, please. Yeah, I will yeah. provide those for you. In, in, from the microwave. There you oh, go. yeah. Oh. Right. Okay. No. So, Whatever you want. I, I'm, I'm, I have bigger things to do. Than yes. Exactly. About Micromanage or, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I give you a vitamin. God bless you. Let's move yeah. on. Okay. Next round. Mm-hmm. Again, favorite to least favorite. Playing with her toys and her. Mm-hmm. Watching a kid's movie for the millionth, millionth time or going to the park. Oh, nowadays the park would be amazing even though it's 500 degrees. So my favorite, because <laughs> it's the easiest to watch a movie. It's just, it's right. just. Truth. Like I Truth. said, I don't know if I told you I'm old. Do you understand? And I'm like. No, I'm, I get it. He's like, you wanted another kid. I'm like, they will play and fight with each other. Do you understand? I am the play date, you know? So yeah, watch the movie. That's the easiest. But uh, going out next to the park because she will run. Like now I'm like, oh Lord, can, can we get a patch of grass somewhere? Please open well, up. Can we open it up? Can, open we, it up. can we take the oh. chains off of the lock? Can we open the park? <laughs> I know like I hated sitting and playing trains or cars or toys with my kids. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. I'm like, no, this this is above my pay grade. No, I can't handle this. I'm not into it. I got you here. That is that was my job. Okay. Right. And now you just roll around on the carpet. You entertain yourself. Yeah. Because I I no. All right. So last round. Put this in favorite to least favorite Ozell's foods. Ozell's favorite foods. Chicken Mm -hmm. nuggets, cheeseburger, butter noodles. Okay, chicken nuggets is number one. Oh, microwaved, of course. And hamburgers, number one, microwave, of course. And noodles, microwave, of course. Because that's that. Now, I can cook in the microwave. I am a girl I can throw down in the microwave cooking. (laughs) I recently started trying to cook because I have a boyfriend, you know, my husband, my boyfriend, that's my joke. I don't know how much time you got here on this here podcast, honey. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I can't cook microwave. Yes, I can. I'm, I, I can kill the microwave. That would be my next cookbook: microwave cooking. All right. So we are all appreciating your honesty. I wish <laughs> that, of course, I wish moms didn't feel that they have to pretend to love every single thing about parenting. So only by acknowledging what we don't love can we create a parenting balance that works on everyone. And so what stage of Ozell's life so far have you struggled with the most? And what was the best advice you received to get through it? So what I struggled with the most was probably her first two years because I don't know, you kind of get in the the process of, of trying. And, you know, I was trying and I tried and trying and here she is. And then I'm like, okay, you know, we spent over a year trying, you know, you get used to that. The most trying would be the first two years because I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I really don't know what I, I'm it doing. It's a long then, time to not then know. You realize that other people don't know either. And they don't know as much as you know with your own child. Right. You know, because that, that's just a blanket. Like, you know, you need to do this. Well, Oza did not swaddle. She did not want to be swaddled. That does not happen. I don't care what you did. You could put her in a mummy, tied up. Just like, that arm like got prison out, break. Got prison out. break. She's I want out. You she does not sleep with cover right now. I will cover and bundle and talk. And Are she you will really? out of me. 
She would not sleep on the cover. I'm like, it's, if it's freezing, get under the cover. She will not. If, if it's 100 degrees, she, it's still, I'm like, oh, here's the fan. She won't get under the cover. She mm-hmm. won't. So I'm getting to know her now, and I'm also, because I being old, it's like my mother's super old, and now I have a three-year-old, and now I'm like, I, do I want to be like her? Like, you need to do this. You should stay with your husband. You know, do I want that kind of relationship? Or I, I have to learn now to be open, because she told me, I was just like, you always say no, no, no. Oh, like, you know what? I love that she said that, and I hope you received it. Yes, I did receive that. So Thank now. You. Thank I you. want cake. Well, yes, you can have cake just a little later on. I'm not saying no, no, stop, stop. No, no. You know, it's like. Well, yeah. And, and when I work with clients and parents who come from a place of no, when you're always saying no, right, your child becomes desensitized to it. And just to, it's just like, it's like Charlie Brown, wah, wah. you know, right. you're saying no. And they're like hearing wah, wah, wah. And they're just doing whatever they want. Cause they're like, they're living in a dictatorship. So exactly. thank you for receiving that. Definitely. When I heard that, I was like, er, okay. Er, er, er. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, okay, yes, you can do this. Let's play the piano first and let's right. get to that. And, right. I, you know, as opposed to no, no. And, I, you know, there's a, there was a lot of no stops. And I mean, that's, she's like, she's a smart cookie that she was able to verbalize and internalize that you were saying that to her a lot at what, age three? Yes, she's been talking since one. Like she, I don't know if it's that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I can't imagine where she got that from. Like, <laughs> she's brilliant, and she's. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah, she is. Of course, she's brilliant. Thank. No. She is brilliant. No, no. I do. She's, think the, no. Um, I think the birth mom for that too, because the birth mom was very, very, very smart, and her kids are smart. So she was around other. That's the only time she was really around a lot of kids. So, so much. You know. Well, she knew what she was getting into. So she's like, I, I'm in utero and I need to have my <laughs> eyes and ears open because this, yeah. these may be the last children. My parents like, are old. Smart people. My parents are old now. and dumb. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. And they're black, you know. My mom, I'm in a white <laughs> stomach. What is happening, you know? Ah. Oh, <laughs> okay, my stomach hurts. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So who do you lean on when you've had a super crap ass day of being a mom? <sighs> I do have a best friend that I talk to all the time. And guess what? She's a therapist. So that helps. That's you know? tremendous. <laughs> but I, I'm really good at playing music. I go to my favorite songs that I play and I... I got into lighting candles and I really like, I watched the flicker, some flicker, some dance, some stay still and the meanings of that and the colors. And and that is really soothing to me. So you find out what is good for you. So I do my, I I believe in the law of attraction. I love Abraham Hicks and Louise Hay. So those people who understand what I'm saying, then they're like, yeah, we get that. So I do my guided meditation with um, Abraham Hicks. I do my EFT tapping. And I look at my candles and I'm good. That's how I start my day. Of course, my boyfriend called me a witch, but I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. Yep. All right. So let's talk about, I'm all about mommy time. So you've got a lot going on. How do you find the time to put the me in mommy? And was there a moment when you learned like, 
I'm a hot mess. I got to get it together. It is time. Oh, yes. I got it to get together. It is time. Um, I started to get it together when her father and and myself were together, but it was too late in a way because I am, I was a hoarder, you know, and that's how. Really? Like a Target hoarder? Like new magazine? I'm going heading towards dead cats under stuff. Really? Yes. And um, I've been on the show, The Doctors, about it. Mm -hmm. And I have videos on it and uh my friend tracy mcclubbin she is a decluttering person guru to the stars and she really she really 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 helped me and she helped me meet my boyfriend so um so she's a keeper definitely definitely so that's where I, I'm like, okay, I need to get it together. When Ozo is climbing over stuff to get to me, and then like there was an earthquake. I'm like, oh no, is everybody okay? Because everything's stacked up high, you know. Oh so, my god, <laughs> that's how it, it would manifest. The me keeping stuff like you don't need to keep, you know, receipts and, and tags and. Okay, tell me what are you working on right now? Okay, uh, well. You know, I have a few things in the works. However, you know, mm-hmm. nothing until it's signed. So okay, I just would like to tell everybody where they can find me. And so when I, I am allowed to say what projects are coming out that yes, I can. Yes, please. Okay, where do we find you? Check me out on YouTube, Glozo Green YouTube, Glozo on all social media, Glozo on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snappy Chat, and TikTok. Oh, Thank my, you. And of course, my, my uh, podcast, Glowing Up. Thank you for joining Glozelle and me today. I hope we inspired you to put the me in mommy. You can find Glozelle everywhere. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at GetMom and check out my website, GetMom.com to learn more about how to get it together. For now, this is Erin, your biggest cheerleader, here to help you get it together, moms. And this podcast was recorded by Hanger Studios. 